Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Philippians 2-4. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and today we are discussing the Berenstain Bears and the Good Deed from 1993. It's another Cub Club book. Look, Ma, I'm reading. And of course, it wouldn't be a Cub Club book if more than a decade later, it wasn't rewritten. 2010, as the Berenstain Bears, what is it called? The Berenstain Bears, it's, it's non-intuitive. The Berenstain Bears hurry to help. That's right. Not a very religious title. Um, hurrying isn't something I get. Do they talk a lot about hurrying in the Bible? Not sure. Helping, yeah. But as we're going to see from the rewrite, not really pertinent to what's going on. They don't really talk a lot about helping or the Bible in the religious rewrite. I think they add like three three things to the religious rewrite. Um, Berenstain Bears and the good deeds. So where are we? This is interesting. This is a Cub Club book that focuses on the bear scouts. Here they are. Uh, there's Papa. There's Sister. You know it's Sister because she's got a bow on her hat. Otherwise, the bears are all relatively androgynous characters. Uh, that's Brother, and that's Cousin Fred, who is somewhat myopic, so he always wears glasses. That's how you know it's Cousin Fred. Otherwise, these cubs, they always look the same. Like, there's no other indicators. Sister, Brother, and Cousin Fred. So the idea behind this book is that uh, Papa is going to help the Cubs get their good deed badges. They're like, we're Cub Scouts, and we're not Cub Scouts. They're like bear cubs. Like that Cub, Cub Scouts is like a um, like a copywritten. You can't just say Cub Scouts. You can't go around just yelling about Cub Scouts in this world, or you'll get sued by presumably the Boy Scouts. They're related still, right? Like that's a thing. Um, so they're all going out. They're going to get their good deed merit badges. And Papa is, of course, heading up the squad. He's going to show them how to do a good deed because he's Papa and he's super smart. And we all know that this works out really well for him in the end, uh, as usual. If you're wondering, I wonder if Papa's going to end up getting really injured and upsetting a lot of people. Yes, he's going to get really injured and upset a lot of people. This is kind of a throwback, actually, to the old uh, Berenstain Bear books, the ones we started out with, all the way back to the, the Big Honey Hunt, uh, which is Papa trying to teach the cubs how to do something, screwing up royally, and the cubs having to save his bacon, his bear bacon, uh, whatever you call, whatever you would call a bear that has been cooked on a skillet. I don't know what you call that. Is it just bear bacon? I assume that's just bacon, bacon made of bears. So they all go out. They're going to go off and look for someone to do a good deed for. And they come across old Ms. McGriz. Now, we remember Ms. McGriz from a previous book. She's the oldest bear in bear country, and she always needs a whole lot of help. Now, they see her trying to cross the street, and Papa's like, we're going to go save Ms. McGriz. We're going to go help her cross the street. So uh, they yell yelling and screaming across the street, and Ms. McGriz doesn't need their help. She was waiting for the bus, and now she's missed it because of all their help. And... I love this part of the book because Ms. McGriss is legit angry at the bears. This is not like an old pop, old cup. No, you missed a bug. Like, this is an old woman trying to get someplace. She relies on public transportation, and now she's going to have to stand at this bus stop. I can't imagine the bus in bear country comes by more than every 20 minutes, every 30 minutes. And instead of Papa being like, I'm so sorry that we made you miss your bus. I'll go get my car and we'll take you wherever you're going. Probably, you know, to the grocery store or something. He's just like, nope. <laughs> he's just out. He's just, he's just gone. He literally runs away. Sorry about that, Ms. McGriz. And uh, 
she chases she chases him down the street not so enfeebled now are we Ms. McGriz oh no um the next thing we see is Farmer Ben. He's obviously injured because he's sitting in the middle of his farmland, as, I mean, I guess. So Papa gets really worried, and he's like, we gotta go see Farmer Ben. Look at him. He's just sitting there, and uh, he must have fallen off of his tractor. I don't... So the, uh, they, really, they really emphasize the fact that Papa Bear doesn't know anything about human nature or how people work, so... Uh, uh, this is this is Papa's idea of a man who's fallen off a tractor. Like just he's just sitting there. Like maybe he's in shock. I don't know. But Papa insists on going to help him. And Farmer Ben is like, I didn't fall. I was just resting in front of just near the tractor. Just that's just what farmers do. I don't know anything about farmers. So I just uh, I assume that when a farmer gets tired, like Farmer Ben, you just you sit right where you are. Like you're just like I'm done for the day. And uh, that's what Farmer Ben did. And he's happy to see the cows. But then Papa's like, oh, no, the tractor's running away. I better throw a log down in front of it and stop it. And he, he breaks the tractor. He, uh, he damages it. Now, for those, if you know anything about farming, and I know I do, it's that if you break a tractor, you cannot fix it yourself in this day and age. You, you have to. It's, there's like proprietary uh, technology in tractors now. Did you know this? You can't just repair a tractor. You have to like have a special technician come because there's like computers. And if you try to fix it yourself, you're like actually breaking the contract you signed when you bought the tractor. It's a, this whole farming equipment thing. And uh, there's like a lot of like anger about that amongst farmers. I mean, more anger than usual because I assume that they're generally angry because you have to be outside a lot. And that usually makes me like really angry. So uh, it was not Farmer Ben. It was Mrs. Ben gets all ticked off at him. Mrs. Ben is like, Hey, I'm reminding us again that Farmer Ben's last name is Ben. His name isn't Ben. He's just like, he's just Farmer. He's just, it's Farmer Ben. His name is not probably like Stephen Ben. I don't know what his first name is. But, uh, uh, but she gets just ticked. She's like, hey, I, you wrecked my tractor. And they, they, they get hollered at. And uh, they run off down the road. Now, I bet you're wondering at home right now. You're probably thinking, at, at what point does God come into this? Like, how can you work like Jesus into like just a bear upsetting his neighbors. Oh, we'll find out that they don't. They don't actually ever do that. Like, there's like three passing references to God in the rewrite. It's refreshing, I guess. But so, you know, the cubs are discouraged. Bob is like, don't worry. Look, actual factual bears being attacked by bees. This is awesome. So they go to save actual factual bear by spraying the bees with deadly pesticides. Now, I don't know if any of you raise bees or live near bees or like like bees um i don't like enjoy bees but i respect them like from a distance i think of bees i think bees are like um uh, like just like really angry neighbors but who work hard so you don't ever want to like hang out with them or like go visit them but you want to like you you they belong there like they're a part of your neighborhood and like maybe they're the ones who always go to like the city council meetings and get things done so you're like all right well that guy's always angry and every time i walk by he tries to hit me but but i i, I don't want him to actually leave the neighborhood and that's kind of what bees are they're they're the angry neighbor but who gets things done so uh actual factual is like hey don't kill my bees because they're my bees and i can control them with my mind and make them kill you papa bear which is what he does, I guess, because he's a scientist, and that's what they do. They create things that control that control animals. So um, Papa hides, a la Tom the Cat, 
from the old Tom and Jerry cartoons, and the bees can't get him because he's under the water. So far, we've seen Papa Bear anger three neighbors and not do anything helpful. So he gets discouraged. But oh ho, oh ho, what do we see? A car parked at the top of a cliff. Now, in Papa Bear's little brain, this means that this car is about to go over the cliff. It's obviously just sitting there at the top of this cliff. But Papa Bear says, look, up there on that mountain on the edge of that cliff. That car is in trouble. I can feel it in my bones. Follow me. So they go up to save to save the bears in the car who weren't in trouble. They were bears who parked who had parked their car to do what bears do in a parked car. And uh, they say, oh, we were just enjoying the view. And Papa just gets fed up. He's like, I'm, I'm done. He doesn't actually say this, but I assume in his brain. He's like, I can't do anything right and I'm just so frustrated, I'm going to fall down a cliff. And he does. He falls all the way down the cliff and um, is seri- like he's very injured. Like he is, he is a hurt man. Like this, not only externally, but internally, inside. Like that, that feeling you get when like you just, you've n- done nothing right all day. And you can fall 30 feet. And that's not the worst pain you felt today. And that's where Papa is. And he's seriously injured. And the cubs put him in a wheelbarrow and help him get home. And the biggest takeaway they they have is that we didn't actually earn our merit badges because we weren't able to help anyone. And Mama says, but you did help someone. You helped your father. That's your good deed. Which is weird because if they hadn't, he just, I guess he would just have died. Like they would have just left him there. Like you sort of you sort of have to like help a person in that situation. It's not really a it's not a mitzvah. It's just helping someone who is very hurt. That's like the basic base base thing you can do in life. Um, so she's like, you got him home. And that was a good deed because you know, I would I guess I, I can't. I, I'm, he's a frustrating man. And Papa says, you've earned your badges, which I guess he just gives them to them like. So to me, this is like scouting on the honor system. Like if if your father or mother is your scout leader, can't they just give you those badges? Like, don't you do you have to do the work? I don't know how it I don't know how it works in the scouts. I was only in Cub Scouts for a little while and then I quit because like a lot of my friends were quitting because they were like, when you're in Cub Scouts, you don't get to do a whole lot of fun stuff. And they were upset because they were like, we joined scouts thinking that we would be like camping a lot and this is no fun. So they quit scouts and I quit scouts around the same time because I knew that at some point we'd have to go camping and that's not going to happen. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know why I was telling you this. Oh, I so I didn't earn any badges. Like I didn't understand that. Can they just give you badges? I just don't know how it works. Like I don't, I don't stick with things long enough to like reap the rewards I mean, except this. I've been talking about bears for two years. Where's my badge? I don't get no podcasting badge. Not yet. So in any case, a million years later, Mike Berenstain rewrote this book. Or, okay, let's start off with this quote at the beginning from Philippians. For those of you who don't know anything about the Bible, Philippians is from the New Testament. It was written by Paul, who wrote a bunch of letters saying like, hey, I'm kind of the de facto creator of Christianity. So ask me anything. This is my AMA. And then he went to prison a lot and he wrote a lot of letters from there. And then thousands of years later, scholars were like, Hey, 
most of these letters probably weren't written by Paul because they reference things that happened like well after he died. And Philippians is one of the letters people were like, oh, I think I think he may have written a lot of this, like a good portion of it, except for this stuff at the beginning that he couldn't have written because it refers to aspects of the church that don't exist yet. And also this stuff in the middle, because it weirdly references the fact that he's probably going to die. Like it only works like as dramatic irony. Like if you are aware that he's going to die to read it. Uh, but some of this stuff is may have been something that he said in any case. Uh, he does talk a lot about like what it means to be like a good Christian at this point in history. And some of that is like, you got to be cool. Like, just be cool to people, like help your neighbors. Um, you know, don't think about yourself. You got to help your friends out. Like, it's not good enough just to be part of the church. You've got to like really help each other out. Uh, just be a good guy, which is kind of contrary to some of the stuff that like he was saying earlier in his career, which was like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, because Jesus and we can just die all right now, just die because we're all going to go to heaven now. But then later on, as this church got more established, they were like, eh, maybe you should also be nice to each other. This is my religious teaching, by the way. I mean, I'm no expert, but and so like later on, they were like, OK, well, let's all be good people. And so that's kind of where this book is coming from, I think, with their little quote like, hey, help each other out. And, that, you know, it's not a bad thing to do. Help each other out. The problem is, is that they don't really add anything to the book. Like I'm flipping through the pages. Nothing. Nothing. He helps Ms. McGriz. It doesn't help Ms. McGriz. Nothing. She chases him down the street. It's not until we get to Farmer Ben, uh, Jimmy Ben, or whatever his full name is, that uh, that you they run up to Ben. He's like, "Oh no, I was I wasn't hurt. I was just resting." That's my Farmer Ben voice, by the way. He talks like that. Uh, oh no, Cobbs, I was just resting. Uh, and then he sort of quotes the Bible in a way. I'm having trouble here because my my 800-year-old tablet is stuck between pages again. It's like, oh, pictures? I can't handle that. It was flipping through my pictures fine, and now it's just, now it's just not. So uh, he he does the, he quotes the whole, like, a time to play, a time to sing, a time to dance, and a time to not, or whatever that part of the Bible is. Uh, I didn't look that up. But uh, it's the part that Kevin Bacon talks about in Footloose, where he's, like, singing and dancing before the Lord. Singing... <laughs> And dancing. That part, I don't, uh, and a time to dance is what he says. That's all I, I remember Footloose really well. All he says, uh, but Farmer Ben didn't need help. Uh, I didn't fall, he said. I was just resting, scouts. You know what the good book says? There's a time for everything. And that's it. Like, that's his reference. That's, that's your Bible drop right there. Uh, in the original, he just said he was resting. In this one, he justifies resting by uh, saying the Bible says it's okay to rest. Again, doesn't have anything to do with helping your neighbors. Um, and then we skip. There's nothing biblical mentioned when actual factual comes in. He is, he's our scientists. We don't even want to know what he would, what he would say if, if the Bible came up in conversation. Uh, the next thing we really see is uh, the people on Lookout Point. And they say, when they got to the top of the mountain, the car was not in trouble. We're just enjoying the lovely view of God's creation, said the bears in the car. And that's it. That's that's it. Like, they weren't even really enjoying the view of God's creation. They were probably, they were probably kissing, kissing in the car. <laughs> they may have been kissing in that bear car. This is a family show. Uh... So, uh, oh, and uh, I have a question. How big is God's creation? Big is bear country, as we've discovered in the last time. Yeah, the, the bear, God only created bear country. 
as far as we know. Uh, so they're looking out at God's creation. Uh, Papa falls off the thing. He gets rushed home. They say they don't get their merit badges. And then Mama says something very curious. Well, it seems to me, said Mama, that you have done a good deed. You got Papa home. You were like the Good Samaritan, a kind neighbor to the hurt man he found. Now, for those of you who aren't aware with the Good Samaritan, Good Samaritan wasn't just a story of someone who helped someone. I mean, it was, but it was Jesus wasn't, wasn't about Jesus. It was Jesus talking to some people, and this lawyer comes up to him and is like, you said to be like cool with your neighbors. Who are our neighbors? And Jesus tells the story of Good Samaritan, which is more or less about this guy gets attacked on the road to Damascus. Not the road to Damascus. Where's he on the road to? He's on the road. He gets attacked, stripped naked, so everything's stolen from him, and he's laying there just, uh. And then, uh, like, uh, like a priest walks by, and it's like, I'm not going to deal with that guy. And then, like, another religious guy walks by, and he's like, I'm not going to deal with that guy. And then a Samaritan walks by. And the Samaritan who, okay, so the guy who was, like, torn to pieces on the ground is Jewish, and the Samaritans and the Jewish people are typically, like, they hate each other. And so the Samaritan is like, oh, naked man, come with me. And he helps the naked man and gives him some money and sends him on his way. And the naked man is like, I can't believe a Samaritan helped me out. What a good Samaritan. So the idea of the good Samaritan is like, your neighbors, and so then, and Jesus is like, get it? And the lawyer's like, ah, I was the real neighbor is the guy who helps out the other guy. And Jesus is like, right on, right on, man. And enjoy my rock musical in 2,000 years. And so that's that's what happened. And people are like, yeah, the Good Samaritans. That's the idea about good, good Samaritan. Good Samaritan isn't just like, help someone out and you're a Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan is really like, how about the person regardless of who they are? Like, even if there's someone that you despise, if they are hurt on the ground, help them out. So either Mama Bear is saying, I know you hate your father, but you did the right thing in not letting him die in a pit. Or she doesn't understand the Good Samaritan thing. Because the Good Samaritan would, you know, like, the bear... They're not, odds are, the Cubs weren't like, should we let him die? Or, should we let him die? Is this, what with the Bibles? No, they were just like, okay, well, our father is very hurt. Put him in a wheelbarrow and take him home again. Not the first time they put their father in a wheelbarrow and took him home. Uh, and that's it. Um, that's literally it. That's all the religious stuff. Uh, they, they, mention, uh, they mention resting. They mention, uh, like, we're looking at God's green earth, and the mama brings up the Good Samaritan. Not really, which is funny because the Bible kind of talks about helping people, uh, like more than once, if I remember correctly. I think Jesus helped some people out. There was the pig, the person with the demons, and he made the demons leave and go into the pigs, and then he made the pigs go off a cliff, like Papa. And there was some sick people and some dead people that he brought back from the dead. All kinds of help, like all kinds of people in need. Those were good deeds. He didn't have to do that. He could have just been like, mm. I mean, <laughs> what can you do? Like, if you don't bring back someone from the dead, no one's going to like bat an eye. No one's going to be like, I can't believe you didn't bring that guy back from the dead. Jesus could have been just like, I, I can't bring people back from the dead. And no one would have been like, you should, because that's just not a thing that happens. Even today, it's very rare for, like, people to being, be coming back from the dead. Like, even with stem cells and stuff. So, I just think that, like, helping your father when he is very hurt isn't, like, a big 
a big Good Samaritan act. Like maybe if it was too tall Grizzly and he had been like beaten up really bad and they'd found him and then they like Freddie had walked by and then like Queenie McBear had walked by and then Sister Bear had been like, I will help you too tall. I'm a good Samaritan. There's your book right there. There's your rewrite. But again, they didn't have a whole lot of time. The illustrations aren't very different. Uh, the titles changed. The few th a few God things thrown in, but that's it. Uh, so what we have here is the Berenstain Bears and the Good Deed and the Berenstain Bears and Lord help me if I cannot remember the title of this rewrite. It just doesn't stick in my brain. The Berenstain Bears hurry to help, uh, which they don't do. Actually, they don't help anyone. Um, they hurry, I guess, to help, but they do not do help. So uh, if you're going to get them, I mean, you can only get the religious one. This one's out of print. But if you find this one, the religious one's not worth it. Like, if you're a religious family, too, like, if you're like, I need somebody to introduce some religious stuff to my kids, that one's not going to work. Just may as well do this and then talk about the Bible. Like, because this is full of good deeds and well, good intentions. And the road to hell is, oh, I'll have to bleep that out. The road to Lava Land is paid in good, paved. The road to Lava Land is paved in good intentions. So that's that's it. So the Baron St. Bears and the the uh, Cub Club. Good deed. Just get this one. Or don't. You can't find this anywhere except used. It doesn't get sold in stores anymore. So what am I, what even am I talking about? Uh, or get Hurry to Help and just skip the God parts if you don't want the God parts. I don't know. It's the same book. Uh what are you going to do? Uh, so that's it. Those are those books. Baron Saber is a good deed. Baron Saber is go to Lava Land. Buy them or don't. And uh, what, what's coming up next? Oh, what's coming up next? We are gearing up for a very exciting part of bear country history. What is that part? In the mid-90s, there was a sudden resurgence of interest in children's young adult publishing. Uh, a lot of books were getting written by the name of Goosebumps and... R.L. Stein's uh, trip trip to Scary Town. I don't know the names of the books. I didn't read these books. Uh, the Babysitter's Clubs, the uh, uh, whatever, the, the other book series, Not Quite Human. Was that? No, that was like the 80s. I don't know. Uh, but in the 90s, there was like this weird boom of like these series books, these mini series books that you just, they were everywhere. They were these, these ubiquitous books. And the Berenstains were like, we got to get a part of that. Like, we want to expand this empire. We want to build what we have. We're tired of these flimsy little books. We want to just grow and get some of that reading in. And so there was a new game in town, and it was called the Berenstain Bears Big Chapter Books. So get ready. Maybe not next week. Maybe not the next week. But soon, we're going to be covering some chapter books. And these are longer and in-depther and cover things like guns, drugs, dating, a lot of dating, uh, dancing, um, drugs. I don't know. There's just a lot of different things that they do. So uh, stay tuned. We're going to be getting into chapter books. We're going to be uh, getting into some more collectibles. Brad Mariska, I know you're out there somewhere. I need to drop you a line. Let's get some collectible talk going on. Uh, we're going to be interviewing some more people. We're going to be gathering in some more experts. We're going to be getting deeper into bear country. So thank you, everyone, for listening. So uh, I'm Phil Gonzalez. You can find the show at berenstainbearcast.wordpress.com. You can uh, 
find me on Twitter at BStainBearCast, or you can write to me at BarronStainBearCast at gmail.com. You can listen to my other podcast. I co-host a show with uh, with uh, John McCoy called Click It Cast, a Beverly Cleary podcast. I also have a new podcast out called It's Del Toro Time, which I host with my teen, Ollie, uh, about the cinematic works of Guillermo del Toro. So that one's out there if you search for that. It's Del Toro time. Uh, I'm always doing something. I'm a, I'm just usually I'm at home. I'm just here. Like if you want to talk, I'm just usually around. So uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time, deep in Bear Country. <laughs>